Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, April 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The White House and Congress are closing in on a deal that would give more help to American small businesses hit by the coronavirus. But it's unclear whether that deal will provide states with aid, something Democrats had been pushing for over the last few weeks. The FT's U.S. economics editor, Brendan Greeley, breaks down how state budgets are struggling without their normal sources of tax revenue. Plus, the European Central Bank is looking at a way to handle a potential surge in non-performing loans, and investors are pushing back on a call by some G20 countries to help emerging markets with debt relief. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Last week, the fund Congress approved in late March to help small businesses hit by the coronavirus, $349 billion, dried up. Hundreds of thousands of business owners who wanted to take advantage of the Paycheck Protection Program were left wondering if and when Congress would replenish it. And yesterday, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin indicated that the White House and Congress were close to reaching a $300 billion deal. I think we're making a lot of progress. I've had multiple conversations all weekend uh, with the leadership of both the Senate and the House. I spoke with Chuck Chuck Schumer this morning already. I know he's on after. And uh, I think we're making a lot of progress. That was Mr. Mnuchin on CNN yesterday. The possible deal came after weeks of bitter debate between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats were holding out for more money for hospitals and COVID-19 testing. In addition to the $300 billion for PPP, Mr. Mnuchin says the deal includes $50 billion for the Small Business Association, $75 billion for hospitals, and $25 billion for coronavirus testing. But even with the progress on this deal, many are wondering if small businesses will actually see the money. Last week, it came out that burger chain Shake Shack received a PPP loan. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse nabbed $20 million with help from J.P. Morgan Chase, America's biggest bank. Both companies have locations around the world. Now, Democrats were also pushing for state aid, and it's unclear whether it's included in this next round of aid, but states are struggling. As the FT's U.S. economics editor, Brendan Greeley, explains, coronavirus-related lockdowns could create a $500 billion hole in U.S. state budgets. Until now, we've been talking about the cost to states of actually fighting the coronavirus, the public health challenge of it. And there's been some money from the federal government to help out, $150 billion of it in the last deal that went through Congress. So the challenge for states is that in addition to the public health cost of dealing with a pandemic, They're also looking at a massive revenue hole. State income taxes, state sales taxes, we don't know how low they're going to be yet. We can anticipate that there will be a massive hole in state budgets. The reason why that's important is that unlike the federal government, states have to balance their budgets. This isn't a national rule, it's state by state, but for the purposes of sort of understanding what's happening, assume that no state can run deficit. They can borrow sometimes to pay for infrastructure, but basically the budget has to balance at the end of the year. When you look at any kind of estimate of what the hole in 
sales taxes and income taxes in particular are going to be. There's one estimate that gets it up to $500 billion over the next three years. States are now waking up to this new challenge, which is that they're not just dealing with a public health crisis. As they deal with an employment crisis, what's going to follow is an economic crisis and a fiscal crisis. And so they're just beginning to examine what the extent of that fiscal crisis will be. And it looks like it's going to be massive. So Brendan, what kind of help can the federal government give and how have states been asking? The fight right now between states and Democrats on the one hand and the federal government and Republicans in the White House on the other is that the federal government until now has decided that in this crisis, it's going to pay for specific things for states, you know, extra public health costs, various things like that. What the states actually want, what they say they need is an unrestricted budget subsidy, right? They just need extra money going into their budgets to make up for the loss of revenue. The reason that this is a problem is that states pay for a variety of things that are really important. First of all, states employ a ton of people, in particular teachers. So if they start laying off teachers, then you've got a new wave of unemployment, and that's only going to make everybody's problems worse. The other problem is that we already know that we're behind on infrastructure, and states pay for a ton of state roads, state bridges, things like that. That problem's only going to get worse. So, Brendan, given that maintaining revenue streams at this point is is no guarantee and that help from the federal government is no guarantee either, how prepared are states? Well, they have two problems. The first problem is they don't really know how bad the problem is going to be. State sales taxes lag by about a month. So it's middle, end of April now. We don't really yet know what March sales taxes are going to look like yet. We know they're going to be bad, but we just don't have them. The second problem is the state of Illinois does not have any kind of a rainy day fund. So a lot of states since the last recession have spent the last 10 years building up their reserve funds to make sure that they've got cash flow in the event of an emergency. Texas has been pretty good. They've got 70 days worth of spending in their reserve fund. So if all of their revenue disappeared, they could still keep going for about two months. That's pretty good. California's got similar savings. Wyoming could go for an entire year. The problem right now for Illinois is that I was told by Susanna Mendoza, that's the comptroller of that state, that they could go, and this is her words, for 30 seconds. They just don't have any reserve fund. And because famously uh, the state didn't have a budget for two years, some states are going to have a cash flow problem. Illinois is not alone in not having any reserve fund. A lot of states have, you know, fewer than 30 days. Turning now to Europe, the ECB is expecting that the coronavirus will create a surge in bad loans. And they're looking to take steps so these non-performing loans don't clog up banks' lending capacity when loans are urgently needed. And so the European Central Bank has held high-level talks with counterparts in Brussels about opening a bad bank. It would remove billions of euros from the balance sheets of eurozone lenders caused by the toxic debts left over from the 2008 global financial crisis. But the ECB still needs to do some convincing. Some within the European Commission don't want to waive EU rules that say that banks only get state aid after a resolution process imposes losses on their shareholders and bondholders. From 2015 to the end of last year, the total number of non-performing loans in the Eurozone's 121 biggest banks almost halved to 506 billion euros. It's about 3.2% of their loan books. But Greek, Cypriot, Portuguese and Italian banks still have NPL ratios above 6%. 
and investors are not on board with a request from the G20 group of large economies. Last week, the G20 urged private creditors to provide temporary debt relief to emerging markets until the end of the year. And while investors told the FT that there's no doubt these countries need help, it should come with flexibility. They warned that a one-size-fits-all voluntary agreement wouldn't work. Zambia and Ecuador have already been forced to seek debt restructurings, and many others are expected to follow, given the scale of the economic and financial shocks caused by the virus outbreak. The G20 countries have agreed to freeze bilateral government loan repayments for low-income countries until the end of 2020. But investors say it would be difficult to get creditors to agree to pause debt repayments without something that legally forces them to do so. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.